0: there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean fangirl S.
1: And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 7 of Season 5 of The Magicians.
0: Oh my gosh. I was totally thrown. (laughs) Yeah, just a bit. Okay, before we jump into it, you have some ratings news.
1: Yes, for our doubleheader last week, Episode 5 brought in a 0.09 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.335 million viewers, making it the 88th rated cable show for the day. And right after that, episode six brought in a 0.07 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.261 million viewers, making it the 111th rated cable show for the day.
0: I wonder if there are some people who did not realize that they were going back to back. I have a funny feeling that was the case. Because I know after that one with the moon exploding, you're like, what?
1: Yeah, you would definitely stick around. Yeah.
0: And Two things I want to say I noticed with this episode that we're about to jump in. The title sequence, I don't know if you noticed, it had the Kraken with the moon. Right. Which I'm like, I love it. I I forget that they changed the sequence every yeah. episode. Like last episode when it exploded. Right, yeah. But I just love the little details like that. Yep. And then the second thing I noticed was... They were trying really hard, but you were totally able to notice Julia's baby bump. <laughs> yeah. And congratulations, because I believe she already had the baby. Yes,
1: absolutely she has.
0: Yeah, so that's awesome. And she has the baby with somebody from another one of our shows. Yes. Deadly Class, so I thought that was awesome. Benjamin, oh my god, what's his last name, Wattsworth? <laughs> yeah. Yes, so congratulations to them. But I noticed it, I think it was more, it was like, wait a second. And then you notice it more and more as it goes because of that. Right. (laughs) It's like it kicks in. But anyway, let's jump into episode seven, Acting Dean. And we didn't get any synopsis for it. No. So let's do a sci-fi synopsis, shall
1: we? (laughs) Okay. Todd sings a song. And fog burns his hand.
0: There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, trying to think of another one. And Alice makes a friend. I don't know.
1: (laughs) And we didn't even mention Fillory. I guess we could (laughs) have...
0: Well, you know how their synopsis goes. They don't usually
1: Uh, do... Oh, yeah, they don't give you everything. That's for damn sure.
0: (laughs) But... At the very end, too, I did love that we actually got Todd singing more of his song. Yeah. I don't know if you paid attention.
1: Yes, I heard
0: it. (laughs) And as it was going, I'm like, wait a second. Like, I swear they did that very well because he did not do it in the beginning because we have Todd trying to sing a song about what's happening or going to happen in Fillory. And thankfully, Julia's like, stop, please just stop. Yes. (laughs) And at the very end, when you listen and he's singing more of it, it makes sense with what happened so right. far, and I'm like, oh, okay, Todd isn't that much of an idiot, apparently.
1: Well, it's <laughs> as we find out, it's he couldn't help but sing it because that's how he was told it by Pigman in he, a song. Which
0: he still didn't get all of it. He's like, eh. no,
1: I he had it. to take notes on a napkin,
0: <laughs> right? And then on his hand, and then he put that on a napkin. It's like, right. Todd, really? I just love Julia's like, so he gave you your quest in a form of a song. I feel like Julia should have just found out what it was with Quentin, because I definitely want to hear what the song was going to be. Oh, yeah. But we did get that death is coming for everyone. Okay. But Julia tells him, I'm not going to help you. And he looks a little distraught, like, oh, okay. She's like, no, I'm going to take the quest. He's like, yay. Yeah. This is over my pay grade. Right. <laughs> Pretty much everything is Todd. Hopefully- you, you're not so good with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I should have brought my notes. There are break bills. And I love it. she's like, Okay. And he oh, 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 I'll I'll go get them. Um Alright. And Julie's like, Yeah, I'll just meet you there. Todd right. is not good at subtle.
1: No. Like, he doesn't
0: get any kind of subtle hits
1: at all. You gotta hit him with the frying pan. <laughs>
0: And Julia is talking to Margot and Elliot then, and saying, "Hey, uh, why don't we wait going back to Fillory until we get Todd's notes so we can find out what's going on?" And Margot's like, "Not really."
1: Yeah, I got some stabbing to do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and Elliot's like, "It could be the Dark King or someone else." Right. But Elliot just hands her a drink and off they go. It's like, well, oh, that didn't work out so well. No. So we get Penny arriving late at Rick bills.
1: What else is new?
0: Right. He's like, I'm sorry, I can't travel. And I love that other teacher's like, yeah, neither can any of us. Yeah, but when you got somebody who has relied on it for so long. Right. I don't think he's very good at this. Crap,
1: I can't do this anymore. Right. And I got to leave 30 minutes before I have to be there.
0: Right. <laughs> and it turns out. It was an emergency faculty meeting that he had missed, and the other teacher fills him in that Lipson was trying to reset the wards and uh, didn't go so good because some assholes moved the moon. And it's like, you get that instant, like, eye-looking everywhere, like, I don't know who could have done that. Right. (laughs) Like, maybe because otherwise everybody would have died. Hmm? How about that?
1: Yeah, uh, I was... If, that, if they'd have said that to Margot, I'm sure that that would have been what came out of her mouth.
0: Uh-huh. I totally get it. I mean, she already said to Elliot earlier, well, what are you, dickmatized? So, yeah. I yeah. Can, <laughs> I get it. Well, I could have let all you die. How about that? But the lady instead tells Penny, yeah, well, she was trying to use this key and parts of her blew off, but they'll grow back. It's fine. What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm hoping it's just hair.
0: Or, like, fingernails, something. Right. And Penny gets handed the key, and he's like, What is this? Well, it's for Fog Security System. Yeah. And you're the new acting dean because nobody wanted the job. You missed the vote. I love that. Right. And he's thinking, Oh, she's the new dean. Crap. I got to kiss ass.
1: Right. It's no, like, no, it's much worse. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> Which was so funny.
1: Don't you know, Penny, if you miss a meeting, you get the task? Any right, action not. item? are assigned to you because you weren't there. Well, guess what? Now you're acting dean of break bills. Oh, poor Penny. <laughs> Hell, it gets so much worse.
0: Penny actually gets a taste of what Fog went through as several students are coming to the office with the various issues. First being a stolen pencil case with very particular pencils. And I think there's a graphite thief on the loose. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm thinking... I love it, because Penny's like, oh, what is it, drugs in there? Okay, I wouldn't have thought that, but I'm like, okay, is it like something very specific, super magical pencil? Right, yes. (laughs) And instead of cleansing, there's chickens everywhere. So many chickens.
1: Yes, (laughs) lots of them.
0: Okay, that's great. Well, hey, there'll be eggs. That's how I'm going to kind of look at it. And the infertility and the contraception (laughs) charms got switched. Oh, god That can't be good. <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, that's really bad. Yeah. And then finally, all the air in the astronomy class turned to water. And I shouldn't have to swim for astronomy class. <laughs> well, you know what? All of these, maybe minus the pencil case, valid arguments. Right. But holy crap, were those crazy emergency problems. And poor Penny is just like, what? Did we used to bring these kind of petty problems to Fog? Now, I feel like everything that they were bringing to Fog was a little
1: bit more, I don't know, intense, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, how many times have they gone to Fog? Right. With real dire emergencies, life and death situations.
0: But there's a whole lot of people that are suddenly at break bills that were never supposed to be there. So I guess and going boom. Yeah, don't do too much magic. I'm kind of shocked there wasn't some kind of... School-wide announcement, like, everybody stop, circumstances have changed.
1: Right. <laughs> All magic is banned until we figure this out. Something before you make yourself go boom.
0: But Alice comes in and does remind Penny, well, Zelda did warn us that circumstances could change by moving the moon. Okay, can't you guys, like, move it back now? I mean, right. that's what I'm thinking. It just needed to be out of place for the Convergence. So, make it Yeah, back.
1: but I'll have to find another moon rock. Yeah, and then go crazy for five days. Right. <laughs> and I don't think any of them are <laughs> in a mood to be doing that anytime soon.
0: No, probably not. Penny does find a small box in Fog's drawer that states emergencies only on it. Well, that's good because he takes Maybe. it to Penny <laughs> or to Julia and Alice. It's like, you think this might be a way of summoning Fog? It's like, well, there's only one way to find out. And Julia pushes it. Really? You're just begging for something to happen. Yeah. And when she pushes it, then we hear an explosion a few seconds later. It's like, great, great, Julia. What did you do? Yeah. (laughs) So Penny's like, well, more emergencies. I'll be back. And we see Penny cleaning off some green goo off of his shirt as Fog walks in. And I'm like, yes, it worked. It's a
1: fog (laughs) button
0: and Fog is back. (laughs) And... Penny is filling him in on everything that happened at Build as Fog says, that's from the Sealy that's in the fountain, you should get checked for the clap. It's like, what? Yes. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, big ooh. Yeah. So Penny's like, how did you get out of the ethereal realm? And Fog's like, it's a long story. But I heard the call, I had to get here, and I need a drink. Even though Penny's like, I thought you were sober. I thought it was a big party over there. He's like, yeah, it it takes its toll. So I'm thinking, okay, interesting. Things change. Like, did he suddenly become a bummer, like they were saying for Zelda? Right. Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: And maybe Uh, time over there moved at a different rate. But I don't know, because things just seemed odd. Right. But Fogg picks up that Penny is now the acting dean, and he finds out that Alice has come up with calculations that can make casting work again. We just have to change our elevation and what was the other thing? I forget. It was Uh, elevation and something else.
1: Right. Altitude or something. It was just, yeah, you got to be facing towards something and. (laughs) Yeah. It's like just. (laughs) It was a good one. (laughs)
0: This way and this way. And 10 years below sea level. Right. But fog ends up getting the key from Penny To fix the security system. And Penny's like, great. What about the whiny students? And I love it. You hear, I'm delegating. I'm just going to take a time. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I think at that point, Fog's like, nobody else knows I'm here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Heck
0: heck, yeah. Well, things are just going great until it's not. Yeah. Because we see Alice at the library working on her adjustments for simple spells. And the guy's like, that's
1: not going to work. And, oh, she was mad. Oh, yeah. You don't tell Alice her calculations are wrong. No. My math is never wrong.
0: (laughs) And it turns out he was saying it's wrong because of the spell itself. He's like, you don't cook steak over non-fire. It's like, okay, you know what? (laughs) You need to elaborate when you say that so Alice doesn't try to blow you up or something.
1: Yeah. You don't want Alice snapping your head off.
0: Right. And we find out that this man's a botanist, and he's there to interview for a position. And he knows Alice's mother. And it got a little creepy when he was talking about her orchids. And Alice is just like, ew. (laughs) He's like, no, I'd never date another botanist. It's like, yeah, I don't think her mom's dating a whole lot of people. I'm just saying. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when we find out that the calculations stop working, because Alice tries to fill her water glass, but it just freezes over. And she looked really
1: distraught all of a sudden. Yeah, mass panic. Why is and it changing?
0: This doesn't make sense. How is right. everything moving again?
1: Yes. What circumstance changed? And you go, huh? What could have changed a circumstance? Yeah. What has recently changed?
0: The moon oh, is the thing, as far as we know. Right. But things are getting weirder because Julia and Penny are looking over Todd's notes, and evil forces from a distant realm to invade which. Julia figures have to be the takers. And of course, Julia's like, I'm going. And Penny's like, remember how I said I wanted a life together? And maybe we can stop saving all the worlds all the time? And holy crap, did she go to a whole different level. Oh, yeah. And
1: then he made it worse.
0: <laughs> and I get it. But he's like, it's just a reaction to Q dying. And whoa,
1: that was so wrong. Yes. And that she'll get over it. You never tell anybody that is grieving over somebody to get over it. No. That is the (laughs) most cardinal sin in the world.
0: I was just like, okay, that's so
1: bad. Stop. Yeah.
0: But I mean, he did ask something serious. Do we have to fix things
1: forever? Right. You know, what? Until you're 35, how long do I have to wait? Right. (laughs) Like, whoa not a good time to be bringing this up i don't think
0: no and she like breaks up with them yeah and I was, I was just like oh shit this is so bad but that's where it leaves them for a minute and i'm thinking okay this is not cool how are you gonna just leave us on that statement for a minute because right. we get to go back to alice looking at her math and alice is like all right circumstances change. we have to let fog know and then we see Fog in his office pulling out a cabinet that has all sorts of locks on it. Hmm, very weird looking. As he starts yeah, his using
1: the key, security system. <laughs> and I'm just like, hmm, looks like another show. Yeah, and could that go boom on him? Because I was starting he doesn't to think know so. the circumstances had changed. So you figure, well, we might be losing Fog for good now. That's not
0: good. And who knows no. what that means to the security system then, too? Right. And then we finally get to go back to Penny and Julia, and again, we get the, I'm leaving, and then emergency protocols go off, and they're locked in. It's like, well, I guess you're not going anywhere. That's not
1: awkward. No. (laughs) Yeah, not the time to be locked in just after you say we're done.
0: Right. And you do get to see, like, a school-wide, you know, emergency protocols in place, stay where you are, and everyone, like, running into rooms so that nothing happens like, to them right and then all of a sudden fog comes waltzing into the physical college and grabs a book and informs penny and julia oh the adjustments didn't work just set off the school defenses i'm trying to turn them off but uh eh, we got some stuff to do it's like what what so yeah, yeah how about we help you because things are going weird and we we are helping do everything it's like no, no no it's fine and before he leaves todd walks in with a box of stuff And Fog calls him Elliot.
1: And you go, just wait a damn minute here. Right. I'm like, what? How drunk are you? Yeah.
0: And Julia stops Todd before he walks back out and asks him about Pigman again. And Todd thinks Pigman's a professor. So I'm like, okay, did one of those protocols, like, erase their memories or something? Right. (laughs) Because it seemed really weird. And Julia tells Penny something isn't right as both Fog and Todd leave. And I love that Penny's just like, what is wrong with you? You just told me this whole big thing and we're done and you're just like, eh, it's fine. This other stuff is weird. Right. I thought poor Penny <laughs> was going to have a meltdown. But Penny, of course, thinks Fog is just trying to fix the system and he's a little preoccupied. And Julie is like, no, but I'm going to go help them. And I love it because Penny is like, hello, did you not hear him? We can be turned into a centipede or eaten by a centipede or... Something bad happened. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, stay here. And she leaves. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. So you can get eaten by a centipede as he follows (laughs) after her. Even though he doesn't want to be around her. Now, that's a whole different level. He wants to keep her safe.
1: Yep. (sighs) And so we go back to Alice, who is still trying to contact Fog. And, of course, the botanist doesn't have a clue as to why she would be wanting to do that even. And things start to get a little chippy between them. And you go, okay, we have Penny and Julia going at each other. Now we've got Alice and this guy going at each other. Are we seeing a pattern here, possibly?
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Did something, is it some kind of magic thing affecting
1: people? Are we just going right. to see, start <laughs> seeing like brawls? Yeah, as a self-defense system... Uh, <laughs> Poisoning the minds. You never know. You don't know. No. We don't know everything that's involved. No, we sure don't.
0: And I love it because yeah. Alice then tries to send a message to Fog via paper airplane. <laughs> of course. Oh, hey, that works. And it just like breaks apart. And this is interesting because with what this guy does next, I suddenly thought he could have been part of the Visigoths somehow. Right. Because he's like, no, you can take the wards down without magic. You just have to pull the right string. It's like pulling up a weed. And he just, like, removes one thread and the whole thing comes down. And I'm like, is he one of them? And is this something that
1: they're doing? Right.
0: Because it seems like, why would you have the Visigoths and not have them come back
1: at all? Right. Only go after the library and not anywhere else.
0: Right. It seemed odd.
1: They got to have a plan B if... Plan A doesn't work. You would think. Yeah. And seeing that the circumstances has changed and magic isn't quite working right, even though there's still plenty of it in the air, yeah, it might be a good time to make a raid on break bills and see what other good stuff they can dig up.
0: But we don't find that out. It could just be a tinfoil hat theory. Right. Because the guy gets shot in the arm with acid as he walked out in the hall. It's like, ah. Well, Alice, of course, doesn't want to use a healing spell, but... Maybe we can make it to the greenhouse now. When we see what we see with Julia and Penny, she's using a piece of like that magic glass, right? And she sees that there's landmines, and you know she stops Penny from standing on one. I don't know how Alice and the guy made it to the greenhouse
1: because very true.
0: How the heck did you manage that when they were using something physical to at least see what was out there? Right, and they
1: were still inside the physical house, right? They weren't even outside. That was crazy. Yes. But we get Todd. It's like, when did Todd have time to change? Right.
0: I didn't even catch that. Yeah. And he has supplies. <laughs> and Penny's like, wait a minute. That's Cinnabar. That's used for time magic. Why do you have Cinnabar? And Todd's like, it's not Cinnabar. It's cinnamon. <laughs> it's
1: like, and you go, why, why are you saying it so weird? Right. Because you're a lousy liar, Todd.
0: <laughs> and... Julia warns Todd of the landmine. He's like, "Oh, thanks." And then he steps on another one and just explodes. And I'm like, "Holy crap!" Todd just went boom. Yeah. <laughs> and then they pull back to Julia and Penny, and Todd is standing right between him One, I just blew up.
1: What? Did I just die? <laughs> what
0: happened? And I love it. They're like, "What? What?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Is this like another golem thing?" But there was blood and gut, so it can't be right. Right. But before we get that far, we get Alice and the other guy who have made it to the greenhouse. And he is telling Alice what he needs to try to have some kind of healing potion on his nasty looking burn. Right. And he notices the plant growing. He's like, wait, this is from another world. It shouldn't be even be able to grow here. And as Alice is grinding up the plant, he tells her the previous botanist hadn't been able to crack the difference in circumstances but she must have done it before she died. And Alice applies the POTUS to, Pultis, to the wound and notices a container and it has several dials to start adjusting for the circumstances. And she does not He's like, wait, 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 the plant will die. You know what? Maybe the plant is the reason everything's wonky. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm not really worried about that part.
1: Yeah, I wish I could have seen the other two uh, dials and been able to uh, read what they said. I
0: know it was so fast. One
1: was a yeah, body of water, moon and altitude were the three that you could actually read what what they were. The other two I couldn't know I like
0: <laughs> But Alice does manage to change everything and tries the paper airplane again and it works. So they send the message to fog. Great. This will help, right?
1: Right. You would think <laughs>
0: <laughs> But at this time we have Julia discovering that the other Todd is our Todd, and he had he was tied up, I should say, by the You're other right. Todd and he was locked <laughs> in the closet. And it must have been another Todd from another timeline. And Julia's like, Oh, that means fog must be from another timeline. And I love it. Todd's like, hey, I know all forty fog, so tell me about him. Well right. he likes to drink. No, no, that doesn't
1: help. No. And the scars so, on the hand.
0: Yeah, that was what it what did it. And the fact that he called Todd Elliot. He's right. like. Oh, no, that's timeline (laughs) 17 fog,
1: or psycho fog. As I call him. (laughs) That
0: doesn't sound good.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: Because they drop this as fog arrives at the greenhouse. And Alice is like, listen, I've kind of concocted this little setup with the whole greenhouse. We should be able to do magic, and it should be okay, and blah, 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 as she's just spilling her guts to fog. Because, of course... We think this is our fog and he's going to help. But great, he just says, "I think I can fix the security system with just one more item from Todd." And that's when Penny and Julia arrive. "Oh, do you mean with cinnabar?" It's like Alice, it's like, "Wait a second, what's going on?" Now Alice at this point I would think understands what cinnabar is for. Yes. But before she gets to do too much, Fog decides to do a little magic and tie up Alice and the botanist. And Julia decides to spill. All right, well, this is what's going on. He's not our Fog. He's Fog 17. And the lockdown was no accident. It's like, no, no, it wasn't. Just give me the cinnabar and nobody's going to
1: get hurt. (laughs) And what was made this whole scene even better is when Fog lays out his plan to take break bills and all the students back to his timeline. What?
0: Why does he think that that would help? I mean, he does say that he blew up break bills to stop the beast, and he found out that he has a daughter, and there's not a whole lot of magic left. Right. What do you think that bringing break bills and all the students to your timeline is going to do? Is the beast still alive? I mean, your illegitimate daughter is still out there, so, Marina. There's still, (laughs) like, little or no magic in his timeline, so what difference does any of this make?
1: From the way he was saying it, it would give his daughter someone to talk to basically they could talk about all the magic that they can't do or can do so he could be father of the year as he said right yes penny calls him yeah
0: (laughs) penny's like why don't you stay we don't have a fog here right now and julia's like wait a minute i don't understand and he says well when things didn't go the way jane wanted and she reset the timeline kept going and i think that threw everybody for a loop
1: Oh, absolutely it did. And you kind of go, huh, I wonder, could they actually find a timeline where Q survived?
0: Well, he has he survived a few. In 40
1: and, yeah, you would think. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe he has died in all 40.
0: But Fog offers to fix Penny, which kind of gives Penny a, a pause. And he's like, there's a psychic that I know, <laughs> although he didn't say it so nicely, That is really good at finding latent talent. So she might be able to help you.
1: Yeah. And Julia goes, you can't be seriously considering this, can you? She can fix me. And (laughs) Cinnabar's gone.
0: Yep. (laughs) And I mean, when it comes out in the next minute that they had swapped cinnamon for Cinnabar because Fog tries to use it and it kind of goes bleh.
1: Yeah. It just knocks him over. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it didn't work. We switched it, thanks to your Todd. Yeah. It was kind of interesting, too, because those two fighting, it's like, okay, was that an act? Or right? Like, is that kind of latent stuff coming out? Don't know. No. But later in Fog's office, we see Alice talking to Penny and he's like, what did you do with Fog? And Penny's like, he's in the clean room. He can't cast, but he's there in case we need to ask him something. We can't really send him back because we don't know what's going on with magic right now. Right. And Alice is like, well, I'm sure something will go wrong because everything goes wrong. Yeah. (laughs) But hey, when I was working on that control panel to try to get some information on that plant, the moon was just all over the place. I think the moon's pissed at us and has no idea if it'll ever work with us again. But we're going to have to keep trying to work on stuff. Yeah. Penny's like, oh, yeah, by the way, that botanist friend of yours, she's like, he's not my friend. Yeah. Well, he got hired. (laughs) So you'll be seeing him
1: around. Just like, great. In the green room quite often. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. So while you're working on the controls, he'll be right there with you. Yeah. Oh, just what Alice didn't want to hear. Could be worse. Could have said, we hired your mom. (laughs) Julia
0: tells Penny that we should go to Fillory. And Penny's like, of course you mean you should go to Fillory. And he's like, in my timeline, I let you go on a quest. And you never returned. And he's like, very upset about it, and which is completely understandable. Yes. Because they finally made a connection and I get it. And Julia's like, I'm not her. He's like, I know that.
1: I'm not comp- comparing you two. You two are different.
0: But. Right. <laughs> but you're both hard headed, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. When you get your mindset on something, there's no stopping you.
0: But when he says, I can't go through that again, I'm like,
1: does that mean he's going with her? Exactly. But he
0: says just to be safe. And she leaves. I'm like,
1: what? Yeah. You're doing the same thing again, Penny.
0: I was a little surprised with the way that went.
1: Right. Now, maybe in the future, we'll see him change his mind and show up in Fillory. But don't know.
0: I don't know until he gets his traveling back if he'll do it.
1: Right. They got yeah, a lot to
0: deal with at break bills right now, so maybe not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing that he's acting dean, he ain't going anywhere.
0: Okay. Let's go to Fillery now, shall we?
1: <laughs> oh talk about cuckoo for cocoa puffs.
0: <laughs> Margot and Elliot are wandering a hallway talking about where the heck did Fenn go? And they're giving a given a wide berth from a centurion who seems <laughs> really scared of Margot. And Margo's like, Yeah, they think it's my time of the month. And I love it. He goes, <laughs> woof, or a lady? And she goes, eh, They don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either way, they're scared. Gives me some time, which I thought yeah. was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and they run into Rafe, whose new boss apparently is a nightmare and has the Dark King's consultant's ear. And we find out that the consultant is none other than Pickwick. Now, did. Our pick come with them.
1: I don't remember. Yes. Okay. But we haven't seen hide nor hair of him. That's
0: why I thought it was weird. I couldn't remember because we haven't seen him,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. He he came to three hundred years in the future. Okay. He sure did. And yeah, after what we find out in this episode, I would not be surprised to the next time we see him. He's hanging upside down by his toes.
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes, because the future Pickwick has had all the talking animals relocated beyond the wall because he just doesn't like anything non-human. It's like, well, we need to find Fen and find out what's going on. And he's like, oh, wait, I had a message from you, from her. Yeah, she said, the maid on the outside is about to be inside. And they're like, what? What the (laughs) hell does that mean? I don't know. But... She was in the woods, so maybe we'll go there and check it out. So as they're wandering off, do their thing that they do, Elliot is suddenly joined by Charlton, which scared me and apparently scared Elliot, too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Still waiting for something to be weird, but he's on his way to meet the Dark King, and Pickwick is there, too, and he's concerned about the possible rebellion from the workers. Really, are you now? Yeah. Yeah. And the Dark King informs Elliot that their gold supply is depleted and workers haven't been paid and they're threatening to strike. Well, where's all the
1: gold? Exactly.
0: Well, as the takers are gathering in force and we need the workers to build the strong walls, apparently the fairies are stealing all the gold and they're hoarding it. And Elliot's like, that doesn't seem like fairies. They're into like mushrooms and milk baths. They don't want gold.
1: No, they certainly aren't thieves. And a diplomatic solution could be used (laughs) if they do have gold. And the Dark King tells L that he will go with Pickwick, but only has an hour to work out a diplomatic solution. Otherwise, force will be used to retrieve the gold as they need five pounds of it by tomorrow to pay the workers to keep them working one more day.
0: And as all this is going on, we have Margot in the woods who ends up getting captured by the fairies. Until Fen shows up because she's like, Hey, hey, I'm High King Margot. Like, we know who you are.
1: I'm like Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> no.
0: Margot meets with the new fairy lear, Ronan, and they get in an argument. And Fen has to fill in everything that's kind of happened. And as we've often said, history's written by yes. the Victor. Yep. Well the other stories that get passed down don't always pass down correctly and tend to get changed. Yeah. And some get changed and, for the worse. And Margo,
1: it's not good.
0: <laughs> In the fairy version, Margo destroyed their realm and allowed fairy hunts. Margo's like, what the hell? I never did that. I'm kind of surprised she's not like, I have a fairy eye given to me by your queen. I didn't do that sort of thing. Right. But interesting, Fen kind of has a backbone all of a sudden, because we haven't seen this too much. Right. Where she's like, you know, I found them, I gained their trust, and then what did you do? Because I did all this even after what happened to my baby. And I think that kind of took Margo. Like, oh, crap, I forgot.
1: Yeah, that brought her back into the softer Margo mode for, oh, probably a hot second or two.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) it was going okay as Margo's washing Ronan's feet. But, man, Ronan was just needling her.
1: Yes, and that's the last thing you do to Margo. Right. You can disagree with her, but don't don't start picking because the lioness is coming out. Right,
0: And just as things started getting heated, Fent jumps in. But it's like, I don't know if you're going to get it because Marco apologizes. But then it's like, if you don't want to listen, then you are going to have the gold medal of stupid. Yes. And just when you think things are going to get worse, a messenger bunny appears and it's like, run, hide, Dark King. Oh, crap. So off they go into, to hide, and Elliot, Pickwick, and company arrive at the camp, and nobody's around. And Pickwick's like, somebody must have warned them. Well, hello. Well, you, yeah. You've seen everybody who was there.
1: Right. And, of course, he's eyeballing Elliot. And Elliot just kind of co- coyly smiles back at him like, yeah, I'm going to get your ass. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. I'm waiting for Elliot to be like, you know, I'm just going to blow you up, okay? Yeah. And Pickwick tells the centurions to search the tents, and one of the guards is wandering into the woods. Margot does some quick magic to come out of the woods in her guard uniform. It's like, did you not hear him say, search the tents? (laughs) So Fen and the fairies can get away, or at least hide better. Right. Margot joins Elliot at the camp, and Pickwick comes out of a tent with a handful of gold. And I love Charlton is there, too. And he's like, he planted that there. That's like your, your show that you like, and rattle something off which i thought was funny and this it's like okay what's gonna happen next when pickwick sees margo and it's like where did you come from she's like you know what women really are invisible to you aren't they i've been here the whole time and it's like oh well you know what he can't exactly deny it because he probably wouldn't have noticed if she was there the whole time no absolutely not And Elliot's like, let's get the gold to the Dark King. And Pickwick's like, yes, but we'll hunt down the fairies another day and find more gold. And this is like, okay, what did they do to you? Because you are like crazy for this. Pickwick's weighing the gold for the Dark King and it's six pounds. So just enough. Just what we needed. And that's when Charlton is like, ew, what's a smell? And Elliot then vocalizes that. Ew, that smells like shit yeah <laughs> goes, where did you have that gold hidden yeah and pickwick's like i can't help where the fairies hide the gold i'm like ew yeah <laughs> but we see pickwick then in his room opening a secret door which contained a whole bunch of gold shitting beetles yeah and Margot and elliot were watching this through one of their tv bowls <laughs> how did they get that like Obviously, he wasn't having somebody show him, so that was weird. Then again, they're motioned, right. so.
1: Yes. Yeah, I have a feeling they found a way to get one of those bowls strategically placed in his rooms so they could see what was going on, and, or they just reprogrammed Yeah, it.
0: that could be it. <laughs> and then they find out, they're like, wait a second, didn't Pickwick tell us that they have been extinct for hundreds of years? Oh, maybe yep. this is a bit of a family secret. Uh-oh. <laughs> Now, yeah. Pick Tick might be in trouble soon.
1: Yeah, Tick is, like I said, next time we see him, he might be hanging upside down by his toes.
0: <laughs> next thing we see is Elliot showing the Dark King about the Beatles, and Pickwick comes in, and he's like, uh-huh. Hey, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, suddenly, like, crap, crap, crap. Elliot tells yeah. the Dark King that they thought the Beatles had disappeared generations ago. And apparently, this has been a whole different thing been in hiding what's going on the dark king informs Bick. your apartment has been searched and elliot's like
1: the fairies never did
0: have any of the gold
1: so there's no reason to hate them
0: but man that guy
1: yeah they're not valorian
0: how do you know they were probably there for a while
1: yeah long before you were that's right sure.
0: dark king i don't like having their blood on my hands and they take Bick away. Now, we don't know what they're going to do with Bick, but we're thinking that's probably not good.
1: Right. And the Dark yeah. King. Even thinking, though his noble don't like having their blood on his hands, was that was all an act for Elliot.
0: Right. Because you get the Dark King, thank you, Elliot, for bringing honesty to the castle. And as they're leaving and you have Elliot and Charlton walking away, Charlton is like,
1: I don't like him.
0: Something's yeah. not right.
1: Vic didn't make him the Dark King. He is the Dark King.
0: I love it. Elliot's like, I like him because he isn't fucked up. Or because I hope he's not. Charlton's like, if you think that way, that's all he'll ever get. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it because Elliot's like, "Uh uh-huh. Why do you care so much what happens? And Charlton's very honest. I mean, there's no point in him not being honest. No. He's like, because I'm part of you now.
1: Yeah, whatever happens to you happens to me. And it's like, yeah, so, Elliot, you have a conscience
0: right. now. <laughs> yeah, that's your little Jiminy right there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Charlton is going to be experiencing all sorts of things that he's never experienced with you. Yes. I love it. He's like, yeah, if I fall asleep, it's just like, I just, what do you call it? Binge watch your memories. Yes. Which I thought was hilarious, but we see them finally catch up. Now, I'm kind of shocked. Now, let me just sidebar here. I'm okay. kind of shocked somehow the fairies don't know Charlton's there. I feel like that's something they would know. I don't know why. Right. I just feel like you, that's you a guys thing. You would
1: think that they would be able to sense another presence right. at least.
0: So maybe that might come up. Right. But Elliot, I want to say Aunt Charlton, but they catch up with Ronan and Margo and Fen, and Ronan is thankful for what they risked. So I'm going to show you the truth. It's the least I can do. Right. It's like, uh-oh. What's this mean? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. And
0: next thing we know, we see the Dark King dumping the bag of gold off a small ledge, and it melts into the ground. And next thing we knew, so many takers crawl out of the ground. So, is that some kind of portal? Now, I say this because when you hear... Todd's song, this is where I'm thinking it go, It makes sense. He right. says something about a portal to another dimension. So are, is he like paying for them to send something through? And he's the only one who has I don't want to say the power, but like the right thing to stop everybody. Or stop
1: the takers. I guess like the right, right spell. Yeah he, yeah, he has the knowledge of how to stop them, but at the same time, he's bringing more over. Mm-hmm. Now, is that actually going to eventually overthrow him? Yeah. I would think I think so. it will. Yeah. I mean, after the last battle, it just about took everything he had to fight off the ones that were there.
0: And these tankers now, have been coming over for 300 years. Yeah. So are they getting and stronger? No wonder th-
1: yeah. There's more of them. I mean, basically, the king's got the castle and what walls they have around it, and the takers are got the rest of Fillory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to get overran. But is that something he wants? Maybe he isn't able to live with the grief of losing his loved one and is ready to go out himself. Well, quit bringing more over. Exactly. I mean, that's why they don't have any gold. Right.
0: I didn't even it, it I, you know no
1: wasn't way. pick stealing the gold it was <laughs> uh, let's see the dark King using all the gold in the kingdom to bring takers over
0: well that's so not good we're so screwed yes well what do you guys think let us know shoot us an email at scifitalk at fangirlzone.com or go on www.fangirlzone.com check out our contacts page and you can talk talk to us any of those ways and we'll happily talk about your theories on air. And while you're at it, if you can rate review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show. We do, of course, hope you're enjoying the podcast. But more so, we really want you to get your friends into the show, because, oh my gosh, it's so good.
1: Yeah, it's been five years of pure magic. It was great, and it was so funny,
0: because somebody posted an old article from when it, they were just doing casting announcements, and there was right. a whole different girl that was supposed to play Alice, and it's like, I couldn't see her being Alice because we have Olivia in this spot, and she's just right. so good. perfect. It's like yes. so weird when you see stuff like that. So yep. let us know everything that you're thinking about the show and the books, how you felt it, it's translated, and do you think it can keep going? Oh my gosh. For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean fangirl S.
1: And I'm Steve. What are you, digmatized?
0: And until next time.